Where'd he go? Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 191 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And little Dennis and Kitty are with us today. And what we're doing today is we're gonna have, we're gonna be doing another article. So we've had the kitty kisses already. So if you watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you're here to see some of the images from this one. Because what we're going to do is we're going to look at an article from issue number 18 of the Character Design Quarterly magazine. And it's an article called The Personality Test by the artist Ilse Harting. It's, it's spelt I-L-S-E H-A-R T-I-N-G But I've just, I went on to Google and I searched how to say pronounce the name I'm very sorry for the lighting in here today as well I don't know if, if you're watching on YouTube the lighting's a bit it's gone a bit weird I'm recording this quite late in the day I normally record these earlier but on the YouTube it said the way to pronounce this name I-L-S-E is Ilse so it's Ilse Harting so let's get straight into this one. Little Dennis is going to get us in. <laughs> Boing! So we're straight into it. We've got a little artist Teddy as well. He's watching over us. But I haven't done one of these for ages. And normally what I do on these is I normally look at the article like during, during the week or something. But I'm going to do this one a bit different. So what I'm going to do on this one is I haven't taken any notes or nothing. So this one's going to be very sort of raw, raw and rough. But I picked this one because I really like the character. So what we've got is we've got a character, like a female character, wearing like an oversized hoodie. She's got a, a little Game Boy in her hand, so she's got a coolness about her. And nice colours as well. We've got like a, a sort of a muted orange. With a muted blue, bluey grey. So I've, I just thought I loved the colours. I loved the character as well. And she's definitely got a lot of personality about her. So in this article, well, this is with the artist Ilse Harting, and I'll put a link and everything in the description for their website. But it's ilseharting.net. If you go on there, you can see some of her artwork. Cool characters. Once again, they've. I love I love characters I do, but these characters are brilliant. They remind me a little bit of um, who is it? Oh, I forgot the name. Who is it? Simone Grinniwold. That's it. Remind me a little bit of Simone Grinniwold. So I'll put a link and everything in the description. But in this article, what we're going to be looking at is it's going to, they're going to, there's going to be a little bit about straight into the action colour blocking, adding colours step by step, all the pages a stage, dressing up your character, which is what I noticed. That's what I was drawn to this character. Also, this character, I've just noticed it, they've got like a little sidekick hidden in their hood. Like a little teddy bear thing. But I've always said this, the accessories add a lot to the story of the character, which I think is cool. And then we've got another character on the next page who is more of a sort of 
and if the first character is sort of like a hip young girl the next girl is more sort of like a sort of posh upper class girl but this one says strike a pose interacting with the story as things change they stay the same which I like that and then the final thing is cementing ideas so what I do I, what I do is I go through each thing and if you're watching on YouTube you can see little images as well but I will do my best to sort of explain everything so what I did I start by reading the intro to the article it says as character designers we all aim to create authentic characters that are expressive and full of personality here are a few tips on making that happen I've created a couple of new characters to show create, showcase the important steps let's get started <laughs> So the first thing they do is we're going straight into the action, and we've got a, we've got a character with like it's basically just a gesture, very sketchy, very sketchy and rough. But what they've done is they've sort of defined some of the lines that they want to pick as their main bits. But we've got a character with one of their feet a bit like Hitler. Remember Hitler when he used to do that thing where he walked with his feet up. <laughs> so she's. She's almost doing like a sort of a hitless stance with her hands out and there's some sort of little creature. You can just make out like a little squiggle of a creature on her hand. And she's got a lick on her face as if she's sort of disgusted with something. Almost like she's stomping off. <laughs> so again, you've got... There's lots of personality here just in the gesture. That's what I'm noticing. And again, because we've got a little character there, you're going to get like a little story between these two. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read basically what she's put in the article. So it says, straight into the action. When designing a character, choosing the right shapes to match their personality is key. And making a note of how they carry these shapes is perhaps even more important. Whenever possible, I start sketching new characters mid-action. Yeah, that's what she's doing. It's like she's in the middle of stomping away. She says, as this helps to visualise the range of emotions and expressions they might use. The girl in this drawing is a simple sketch, but by drawing her emotion, I can already get a sense of what kind of person she might be. I think she's going to be like a sort of, um, almost like somebody, like a spoilt, spoilt girl or something. But I can tell there's going to be a bit of humour in this character. But also, what I noticed is, her legs are very straight like straight lines and her hair is a lot more curvy and also her feet are very strange shape so her feet are very sort of they almost look like clowns feet it's quite interesting why they would choose to do that so what I'm taking away from this is you can get a lot of personality just from the lines basically and what they said was the shapes but the fact that she says choosing the right shapes to match their personality is key so that says to me Ilse Harting what what she does that says to me that she already knows the personality before she starts drawing so I feel like she's probably I reckon she's probably wrote down some little keywords and then she's got in but uh, like they don't talk about that so some of the artists, I can tell they're doing writing first, or at least they're in their head, working out what the character's going to be. 
but they don't ever say that in the article. So it sometimes misleads you into thinking they jump straight in. But I do think they sort of plan what they do. So what the, the first thing that I get from here is lines and shapes are important and they can they can carry a lot of carry a lot of emotion and personality. Cool. The next bit is called colour blocking. This is something that the artist Peniel Oram does. I noticed that. Always basically blocks in all the colour. So it says colour blocking. What do I take away from this? The first thing is, well this is going to be the, um, the base colour. So that base colour is going to pop through. Because that's what they said on some of the other articles. But what I've also noticed is the um, they went with the colour of the jumper. So they coloured the whole thing in the colour of the jumper. Which is quite interesting. And then so this one here they're using the final the final um, image that they the final design. It's cool. You see her feet as well. So she's what's got what I like about this is she's still got the sort of clown feet from the sketch but they're now a lot more what would I say almost like realistic before they looked a little bit sort of out they didn't they looked a bit out of proportion or something or they looked they didn't look like feet because of the shape was so extreme whereas now they look a lot more they've still got an extreme shape and curve but they look a lot more realistic now but for this bit it says colour blocking it's a good idea to block the blocking the character with colours as soon as possible so you can read their shapes and silhouette better. I always give the character what I consider their primary colour first and from there I have a general direction for the colour palette to evolve as I move forward with the design. So again, it's almost like they're planning what they're doing. It's brilliant. It definitely does feel like creating a character is, um, is like a putting blocks together building blocks so they've already thought what is the primary colour going to be here and that's what they went with so what do I get from this bit my main sort of notes from this bit with the colour blocking is they've planned they've planned the colours but because she says I have a general direction that says to me she's still sort of not sure of the colours so she's still sort of she even though she's planned what the colours are going to be she can still sort of be adaptive with the colours also the colours are very important for the feel of the character which is definitely important with the personality thing the next bit is called adding colours step by step again like the building blocks thing so what I would take from that is, well, what we've got now is we've got the main character, which is cool. I love this character. I would have liked this character to be on the cover. What I like about this character is, the the it's the jumper I like. It's very oversized, and it, it gives it a sense of like being cosy. So she's quite very skinny, but the jumper's so sort of fluffiness, a bit like her hair really. 
So it says here, adding colours step by step. It says, this is where choosing one primary colour helps. Instead of giving a character four, five or more colours right from the start, try beginning with a single colour and slowly adding more as you go along. Every colour I pick is based on my original choice of orange. By doing this gradually, you won't get overwhelmed with colour choices and, a, and the design won't become too mess, too busy. This is quite interesting because a lot of the other artists that I've looked into, they've always started out with like colour palettes. So they've had like a selection of say five colours. Whereas this one, it looks a bit more like they've sort of picked one colour and then let that one colour decide the other colours. So what do I take away from this? What I take away is that, again, they're, they're planning the colours and they're not being overwhelmed. So that's something else they said in some of the other articles. Keeping it simple. What I also like is there's really only, I only really see four colours here. You've got like the brown of her hair. You've got the orange of her jumper, which is almost the same as her skin, just a bit darker. The Game Boy is also orange. Her bag is orange, got little bits of orange detailing. The colour of her bag is also the same sort of colour as her hair. And then her shorts, her hairband and her actual bag is like a the bluey grey colour. And then you've got the little creature is like a white, so he... He pops, even though he pops, I didn't notice him at first, which is quite cool, because he's sort of hidden. He's hidden, and then when you see him later on, you think, oh, cool. <laughs> it's almost like a bit of, it's almost like a bit of fun, that, that he's in. If he was too bright, you'd see him straight away. So for me, there's only really three, four colours here. Yeah. Like that. So the next bit says, all the page is a stage. What do I get? My feeling from that is they're going to talk about the um, the colours of the background interacting with it. Because what I said on one of, the other, one of the other podcasts was, one of the other articles, like if you change the colour of the background, it actually changes the, co- the colours of the character. <laughs> this is really weird, that. So it says, all the page is a stage. This is what they've... Well, this is what they said. They said, viewing your character, oh, like this, viewing your characters as actors auditioning for a part in a play is a good method for getting a little deeper with their personality. I love that. That's, that's sort of coming back into the story thing. Seeing them as actors. How cool is that? Seeing them as actors. I'm writing that down. And then she says, Ask your characters questions. Ask your characters questions beyond the role you've assigned them. Oh, this is cool. So they're actually asking questions. Some of the questions they're asking is, what interesting quirks do they have? Like they play video games. They've got a little character there, a sidekick. What, what troubles them? What strengths and flaws make them unique? How nice is that? So... Your weaknesses can actually be what makes you interesting. They've also put, once you've formed a rounded personality, see how these decisions can affect the character design. (laughs) 
by going back and forth between developing the personality and the physical traits again and again, you can turn the most generic design into something truly unique and original. What I like about this is, again, it, it makes me think of writing. There's a back and forth between working out in your head or writing what the character's about and then actually playing around with the design and then I've said this before as well you've got you've got you've got the design like on the paper which is actually drawing but then you've got like the the idea I suppose which is the words and the writing but they play off each other so your design as you're drawing it is being influenced by the words and the, and the ideas you've come up with but then as you keep drawing you get more ideas and words so it's almost like it's almost like it's a very sort of um, playful experience creating characters I like that one that's one of my favorite bits I think so far the next bit is called dressing up your characters so this is all about the accessorizing again for me, the story is in the in the in the accessories because she's got these big glasses on as well. So that's there's a little bit of a story there with these things. It says dressing up your characters. It says Pinterest is often cited as a great source for reference material for all sorts of projects, and rightfully so. I'll write that down. I haven't used Pinterest for years. I used to be on that all the time. I feel like a lot of people use um, Instagram now. It says, but when looking specifically for clothing, I like to search for references via online clothing stores. <laughs> of course, that. this goes into something else as well. So references, online clothing stores. This goes into something else, which keeps popping up in these articles as well. You keep it believable. So even though you're making stuff up, so you're making a character up who's a completely crazy character but you're actually using realistic reference, realistic clothing because then what happens then is your character's believable. This is especially true with like robots and that. A lot of people who are creating like robots or creatures from their head, from their imagination, they're using reference of animals in real life. So you're coming up with this crazy character this crazy creature who's sort of not real but because it's using reference from real life it looks like a creature that could actually exist same thing with the clothes now it says browsing a store's catalogue can lead you to a, a wide range of variations on different designs and better still the quality of the photos can be excellent with close-ups, different angles, and sometimes even 360-degree videos, when you can see how the model moves in the garment. That's cool. Online stores can be extremely helpful when trying to find that perfect outfit for your character. So how cool is that? That's like a little tip, I think. Little tip: online clothes shops for characters clothing I like that and that's it for the first that's it for the first character so 
what's my main takeaway from this character? It's a fun character, and I get the impression that they are they're sort of playing with the design, but they've they're following rules. But you can also see it's a back and forth, which is exactly the same as like the other. A lot of the other articles are like that. It's back and forth between playing and sort of. Basically, I think what it is is because our brain has got the right and the left side, which one is like analytical, one is the creative bit. I think that, that that's what happens when we're creating characters. We've got part of us is sort of very analytical about it, and then you've got this other half that's just playful with it. That's probably why it always ends up being the same sort of thing. So this next this next one's a bit different this second character, we've actually got three sort of poses of the same character whereas before we only really had one now I've got three so we, we've got the finished design of the character with a sketch for each of the each of the characters or each of the poses what I like about this is you can sort of see how the things built up because like one of them she's this character is interacting with a little deer whereas if you look at a sketch the deer looks a lot more alive like it's moving and you can sort of see how they've sort of played around with the design of the of the um the deer so the first part of this it says strike a pose and what we've got here is we've got a character like this posh lady character with her hands in her pocket very straight reminds me a lot of the sort of poses you see in the video game Persona like Persona 4 or something and she's also got these incredibly short trousers on which gives her a little bit of an element of sort of a bit sort of I suppose you'd eccentric something like that she also looks a little bit miserable a bit weird yeah it looks a bit sort of cheesed off but this one here it says strike a pose this sketch is of is of a woman who decides to leave her stressful life as ceo of a successful magazine and live her life on a, as a farmer yeah you can see that in her face she's had enough she's had enough of of her life before this change she is clearly not happy and I want to express that mood with a single pose. Yeah, uh, she's had enough. I start by making her look unapproachable and reserved, her hands stuffed deep into her pockets, her body turned away, and a judgmental expression on her face. I want her to come across as no-nonsense and maybe even a little arrogant. This look can also read as insecure. I was thinking that. I was thinking that the reason she's so sort of withdrawn like that is actually she's a bit sort of yeah not arrogant insecure she doesn't trust anyone and isn't even comfortable standing still the dynamics of these personality traits are interesting elements to play with while posing your character so i think what's actually happening on this page is we're getting to see a character evolve so she starts out she starts out miserable because she's in a job she doesn't like and then by the end she's you can see she's getting a lot more friendly she's also connecting with the animals i like that what's my main thing from this 
main thing from this is the pose is very static but yeah there's a lot of I'd say energy and emotion in here yeah and personality basically because of a, a facial expression the the like she said the hands facial expression her hands and also for me those trousers those trousers being so short gives gives me a sort of sense of um intri intrigue so it and also what it does is as well also creates a lot of nice negative shapes in between our, our, our legs and stuff those trousers those those little trousers being so short creates like really really interesting shapes and like a silhouette enjoyed that one what's the next one the next one we're gonna is, is called interacting with the story so what we've got here is we've got two little sketches of the same character but this time she's actually interacting with these little animals so one of them is a deer the other one I think it's a lamb little sheep I love this because it's sketches so the first thing that pops out to me quite strangely is how she's got beautiful sort of floaty delicate clothing on and these big fat chunky boots like her wellies I suppose that is because she's on the farm but it's interesting because it's almost like she's nice and prim and proper and pretty cares about her experience uh, her what's it called cares about her appearance but she's wearing these wellies so it's almost like those wellies to me is almost like that's her way of sort of expressing herself like letting go of her old life in her old life she would never have worn wellies I don't think but that, those wellies is uh, starting to sort of let go of being stiff like the pose and she is now a lot more loose and free flowing so in the thing here it says interacting with the story as we start to develop the character and know the beats of our story we can introduce elements with other objects or characters to further display her personality. Alongside movement, interactions are a very helpful technique for exploring the unique quirks of characters. I love that word, quirks. He says, look, I like this, look, have fun and see how different characters interact with one another. I made the ex-CEO interact with her animals since they are a key part of her story. Oh, I love this. We're actually watching a character evolve, basically. And I like that it's the animals that's bringing her out of herself. So that's the thing with animals. Animals are free. And I think being around animals, it sort of... It, it makes you a bit free as well. So what's my main sort of thing from this? My main thing from this is interactions, relationships relationships free the freeness of animals and also I would say the shapes I would say like the shapes of shapes of things also what, what's going on here is the, the character is looking at the character and the animal 
are actually looking at each other. So there's like a connection going on there. This is cool. I like that. The next bit is called as things change they stay the same. What I like about this is it's sort of like a bit of a paradox. The more you try to change stuff, <laughs> the more it stays the same. Well, I wonder what this is going to be though. Is this going to be about how she as a character is changing from being a CEO, she's now becoming a farmer, but is it going to say that she's still sort of the same character? Or is it talking more about the actual design? It says here, look, when designing a character that fits a certain role, like the farmer, chosen for this example, try to give them a past or future to inspire to. This character was an ambitious businesswoman before she became a farmer. How much of her old ways and habits get transferred over? Yeah, see, that's what I was saying. You can see that the, the wellies is her new way of life. I imagine if you came back to this character in, say, 20 years' time, she would be completely wearing farming outfit. She'd probably still have a little bit of a business in there, though. Yeah. Was it say look? The character was an ambitious businesswoman before she became a farmer. How much of an old how much of her old ways and habits gets transferred over? Again, she's asking questions. She's she's this artist, was it Ilse Ilse Hartin, constantly asking questions. See this is a thing. Questions are key. It goes back to that thing of curiosity. If if you as the artist is curious is curious as you're creating a character, so if you're curious about the the um, character you're creating, when people look at the character that you've created, they're going to be curious. They're going to wonder what's going on here. Yeah, because I sort of think to myself, what what's going on with this little character, the first one. Also, I want to know what video game that first character was playing. Also, what's in their bag? But this one is a bit more like... I sort of wonder, is she happy? I think she is, but she's still not smiling a lot. So I wonder if she is actually happy. So it says, look. How much of her old ways and habits gets transferred over? Clothing, hair and mannerisms... Are all things you can play with while drawing the character in different stages of their life. Similarly, similarities shown in different versions of a character can help lead the viewer through the story. So it says here, look, I transferred the characteristics of the woman's previous career as a CEO to her new life as a farmer. Just as with a business outfit, she chooses to wear mostly muted colours with a baggy fit. Yeah, I like that. However, I choose to make her look slightly more upkept and carefree in a new role. This is a subtle way of communicating how her attitude toward life and therefore her personality has changed. You can definitely see that. Because even like her clothing, before her clothing was very sort of static. Whereas now there's a lot more curviness going on. <laughs> I love those wellies though. 
for me those wellies is, is key. So that says to me little details. Little details, wellies. Like props. Story. It's like it's like props are really good for story. The next well how many colours we got here? So the first character we had like was it four three colours really with the white. This character's got sort of a green skin colour. You got like a dark brown. I suppose you got browns, green. Again, there's not many colours going on here really. Also, what I like about this one is the colours they've picked, like the greens and the browns, it goes into a sort of um, being a farmer, like natural colours. So she's wearing a lot more natural colours now. We're on to the last bit now. Is the last bit is called cementing ideas. So what we've got here is we've got the character looking at an animal, which is a little deer. She's, got, she's still got wellies on, but she's got a lot more trendy wellies on, wellies on now. Whereas before she was wearing bog standard wellies, she's now got sort of sexier wellies. She's also got socks on, a bit like Lara Croft. The socks Lara Croft wears. She's also still wearing... She's got functional gear on because she's wearing shorts. So she's on a farm. She doesn't want to be wearing sort of dresses and baggy trousers. So shorts. So she's wearing... I can see she's wearing clothes that are functional for her, her job as a farmer. But they've also got a lot of style about them. She's also got like a little blouse on so she still looks very sort of business like but she definitely looks a lot more like a farmer so it's almost like she sort of she's sort of like put the two designs together the businesswoman with the farmer comes out with a final character but the only thing is she's not smiling which is interesting I wonder why they chose not to have her smiling So here it says, cementing ideas. Once you have a good grasp of the concept behind your character and the general look, it's time to draw, draw and draw some more. <laughs> By redrawing characters in different poses and scenarios again and again, you will start to subconsciously simplify the, des the design through, through reiteration. I love that. That's brilliant. Subconscious, so you're doing it without even thinking. Repetition is the key to learning. That's what Lee Amond always says. And what I'm getting from this is, this whole article so far has been all about sort of asking questions, planning, designing, a lot of sort of, I would say, mind work. Whereas at the end, all it comes down to is drawing. So at the end of the day, so you spend all that time sort of thinking about the character all that really matters at the very end is the drawing of <laughs> course that that's it for this one i thought it was brilliant we've got two really cool characters and what i like is like i said at the start they're two very different characters and yet they've got the same sort of feeling about them like the style 
you can definitely tell that it's the same artist that's drawn these two characters even though they're very different like the first one for instance got a very big fat round head the second character is a lot more thin and pointy <laughs> that's cool well, I hope you enjoyed that little Dennis he's going to finish it for us here and I, I'm going to get the quote this week's inspirational quote <laughs> little Dennis just kissed the teddy Boing! That means it's um, game over for this one. I do hope you enjoyed that. All that's left is this week's little inspirational quote. And I'm going to do this, look. I'm going to do this. I like this bit. By redrawing characters in different poses and scenarios again and again, you will start to subconsciously simplify the design through reiteration. How cool is that? This week's little inspirational quote By drawing characters in different poses and scenarios again and again you will start to subconsciously simplify the design through reiteration It will say hearting 